how are you how do you feel about drinking at three o'clock in the afternoon, Stuart? Are you good with it? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no issues at all. Amazing. <laughs> He's already pitched. Oh, I didn't I didn't I didn't brief you though. I am gonna to say today I'm joined by and then we're gonna go alphabetical. Oh, or keep it simple, alright? In fact, no, let's keep it simple. Just go Rob, Roy, Julie, Stuart. Alright? Perfect. So, cool. we all, uh, Rob Roy's easy to start with, right? Exactly. exactly. Well, you you want us to say our names, don't you? Yes. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Despite, we didn't despite... get that memo. We didn't get that memo in episode no, no. 19. No. <laughs> I was just testing how much you've been listening to the previous episodes, because the last two episodes. 20 minutes of it was all based around that. <laughs> but but it'll be edited so slickly, Julie, that you'll think uh-huh. that you were You're all not even know. in advance. Right. Hello, Dramfacers. Welcome to episode 20, officially titled Buyer's Remorse. Uh, today I'm joined by... Rob. Roy. Julie. And Stuart. Superb. How are we all? How are we doing? Excellent. Fantastic. Good, thank you. Very good. Good, good stuff. Very good. I can t- I can tell I already feel better than I did last week. I don't know why that is. <laughs> there's a, there is a glow. There's a glow to you. Yeah. Uh, you, you. You're appearing more charismatic to everyone on the call as well. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Magic, Just shows you what a week can do. Yeah, I, was t- I, I was really tired last week. <laughs> I'm less good, tired this week. A good old rest. Well, Stuart, since since you're the new voice to the podcast, I thought I might come to you first and uh, ask you what's what's in your glass. What are you dramming on? I have a lovely little Springbank 15 in my glass right now. Nice. nice. Superb. Superb. That's yeah, almost, almost as if it was planned. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it, it maybe was at least requested. <laughs> fair maybe play, you could splash play. some of that into your glass for tonight. Okay. <laughs> just just to clarify, uh, Stuart had an invite for both weeks, and uh, when I invited them for both weeks, uh, I suggested that it might be good to have a Springbank fifteen on hand after Gregor's request of the same. So, uh, but but yeah, you're a week late for the Springbank fifteen, but we're still amazed and grateful to hear that you're sipping such a a lovely dram. And it, as yeah. it turns out, as we discussed at length last week, a divisive dram. Mm-hmm. And for me, it is not buyer's remorse. Oh, very good. You got listen to you. See, you're listening actively. Listening. <laughs> I like it. I like it, Stuart. You can come back already. When did you When did you buy it? How long have you had it? I think I've only had it for about four months now. Okay. Um. So as a recent purchase, honestly, there's been zero Springbank on the shelves at all here. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm one of the the two Dramface Canadians out west, uh, from Scotland, but um. Just randomly walked into a brick and mortar store, no online presence at all, and just glowing on the shelves. Them and a, a Kilcarran, uh, heavily peated, just sitting, waiting for me to take them home. I love it. I love That's it. Did you, did you run? Did you run over somebody just to get there first? You just like, Oof. no. And honestly, I I just went back. So four months later, the Kilcarans are still sitting there. No way. Oh my goodness, mm, don't tell yeah. anybody where it is. Yeah. No. Just don't tell anyone no. that's your shop now. <laughs> Albeit that's not that's not in the selfless interests of Dramface, Julie. We are here for the people. <laughs> I appreciate that. But when it comes to Springbank and Kilkerran, so it's a for themselves. Yeah. I know, that's fair. That is fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Rob, you 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 kind of sent us a photo that at some point this week that made me think you were buying Springbank by the case. That's... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was uh, I was I was clearing up my basement and uh, I wanted to like yeah get it all organised and I have a lot of cases of Springbank, but they're all very much empty. They're just off a display than anything else. That's not to say you bought it full. You were you, oh no, you've come well, to be honest. Stores. No, no, uh, yeah, it was it was it was more of a uh, the 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 guys who were posting the order to me were just reusing boxes and I must admit when the first time I uh I'd ever even bought a Kilkerran eight year old, it came in that case and I was I was getting giddy because I thought they'd send me eight bottles a case of <laughs> Kilkerran eggs. But, uh, <laughs> it was full of scraps of cardboard inside, but uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, reuse and recycle, yeah. Absolutely. Exactly, exactly. What's what's in the glass today, um, this week, this week, Rob? So, I tried to be on a little, little bit on theme. It's not very much buyer's remorse, but almost I misjudged what I had. So, I, I a while ago, maybe like a year or two, I had a sample of um, Glenn Farkless, what is it now, 105, and it did not sit right with me at all. Maybe it's down to a batch batch variation like the uh, Springback 15, but uh, my friend Ryan, who was part of the Drum Phase team, sent me a, a big, chunky sample, and it's outstanding. It has completely turned turned me around on the cast strength or high proof Glen Farkless. It's, yeah, it's a cracker. When did nice. you taste it the last time? Um, oh, God, it, it, it would have been during lockdown, maybe early right. lockdown. So, yeah. It, a lot of airtime. Mm. Oh well, sorry. No, so I had a, a, a little uh, five mil sample from a subscription service, and it just wasn't really there for me. But then again, it kind of goes to show that maybe either I've grown in my whiskey journey, or I've moved on whiskey journey, or samples are deceiving and they don't necessarily give you a bigger picture than a full bottle. So yeah, yeah. it's definitely on my wish list now. Very high on my wish list, should I say? Cast strength sherry is yeah definitely a favourite. Ah, oh, your sweet, your sweet, sweet nothings in my ear, Rob. <laughs> Out of curiosity, are you still um uh, subscribed subscriber to that service? The, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I should be pitching it, uh, like um, yeah, putting it out there or not. We'll, but it's... we'll bleep we'll bleep the name out because there are <laughs> other subscription providers. Well, but... it's it's uh, it's Master of Malts Pour and Sip. Okay, and uh, yeah, it's I don't know. It just it's it's. Maybe it's, maybe it's leaning into more of the FOMO that I don't want to give up give it up at the minute just because some of the sometimes you get some some real crackers. Uh, last week, oh, sorry, last month we got a Anok eighteen in there, and then you also can buy the bottle at discounted price. Oh, nice! So I guess there it is, my buyer's remorse. I I could have picked this up as a full size bottle, but didn't. Mm. So. And 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 it's not the BBC, right? So uh, you can plug and say any, anything you like, and, and all the while there's lots of these services. But I think it's good when you have the ability, almost like a try before you buy. You know, you yeah. don't need to you don't need to buy purchase the whole bottle. You just get a wee sample to try it mm-hmm. first. Interestingly, the guy who got me into whiskey way back in two thousand and five, the reason that he was able to explore so many whiskies is a club that he had, albeit this was in Italy. They would send him a full bottle and a sample on approval. And if he nice. if he wanted if he tried the sample and liked it and wanted to crack open the bottle he he just he kept the bottle Paid. but he could crack open the sample and if he if it didn't sit with him and he didn't want to pay the money he just packed it back up and he sent it back which I I don't know the logistics of the how realistic a thing that is to run but it's always sounded like a great idea to me do you remember maybe those of you in this in here that's old enough we used to buy music in this way <laughs> yeah do you ever remember you would get sent a CD. 
and you yeah. could you could you could listen Play to it, it. And if you didn't, and like if it. you didn't want to, to you could send it back. Do you remember that, right? Yeah. So that model. I know. <laughs> Roy, I'm I'm old enough to remember magazines would come with a little like thin plastic seven inch like yes. not even a real record right like a floppy yeah. thing and yeah. that's, that. right. Uh-huh. that's right that's right that's right it would play it would play yeah you had, you had to you had to rest it on top of another seven inch record to make it work well but uh-huh. you could get it to work yeah 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 uh julie julie what's in the glass i have opted for a little dram of blue spot Oh, fantastic! Of choice, mm-hmm. yes. Irish. I've I'm not really messed around with much it. Irish. Aye. I'm is desperate. Really to, I'm desperate it? to know if you've picked this for the theme tonight and what the story is behind it. No, no. Is that is that your is that your preferred spot? Well, maybe pre- maybe that could be my my theme for tonight because I waited a long time to get a bottle of it. I would say yes, it's my favourite spot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And, and, the and why? Is, why? Casks, right? So it's this one's seven years old, and it's bourbon barrel sherry butts and Madeira casks. I like a Madeira cask whiskey, mm. and I think it's just yeah, it's just glorious. It's fifty eight point nine percent ABV, which is another delightful little um, <laughs> plus point to it. As well. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, uh, and I did wait a long time for it. So yeah. yeah, that I suppose that would be. It wasn't buyer's remorse. It was waiting patiently, mm-hmm. and I was on so many. Notify me when it comes in stock again, yeah. and uh, and I got an email from it was Master Malt again. There you go, two plugs in one podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well there done. It's it's a very tricky one to get a hold of the seven year old. Yeah, round. very hard. Um, so but, but very delicious, yeah. One of the best examples of the style, I think. See, when you say when you say it's very hard, that's me then firing up my local uh, <laughs> search engine to see how difficult is it for me. Uh, even although I'm still doing very well on my year of no buying, no, no, I, there's 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 one there's one bottle in Portland, Oregon. There we go. There you go. Get it. It's a hundred dollars. Is it worth a hundred dollars? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Hundred percent. Yes. Which is nuts oh. because what we're saying is a hundred dollar bottle. It, it, yeah, it's worth it for a seven year old whiskey. I know. Yeah. I know. Wow. But it's it's we're, you know, if you, when you taste it, you, what you're you're not sitting there going, oh, this is a seven year old whiskey. It's not. It's no. fully flavored. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say it's it's, it's, it's it's it can't be like it's not all seven year old. Surely it's going to be some decent age in there. Oh, would you, is it is it does it it's, ride quite young? So it says matured for not less than seven years. Right. So yeah. You know, as you as you as you bring Irish up there, there's so many little ABs and and verses that I've I talk about doing. And I never do. I, I always just reach for a drama and just enjoy the drama. But I need I do need to play around with Irish and Scotch and compare. I I, I don't feel like I've built. I'm all about building up the database. I don't feel like I've mm-hmm. built that database up of distinguishing yeah. when it's Irish or not. I, I do like Irish whiskey and there's um I've just found it's been there for a long time but I've just discovered an Irish whiskey bar who have an Irish whiskey club in Glasgow. That's definitely something I'm going to yeah, very that's, good. Uh, that's a, uh, Maloney's or Malone's, yeah. Malone's, yeah. yeah. yeah Malone's. Malone's in um in Sucky Hall Lane, Bath Lane, Sucky Hall Lane. Yeah, I've seen pictures of it on I socials. I, I've, you've yeah. enthused about it to me and things. Yeah. Um, next time. He's running it for free just now. So 
Yeah. That won't last. Like sure. our club started like that. That won't last until when he builds it up, then he can start to charge for it. But absolutely, well, now, it won't last when you talk about it on a podcast. It, <laughs> it has a, a listening base of millions. <laughs> yeah. True, millions, True. Mil- millions of yeah. Glaswegians too. Millions yeah. of Glaswegians. So if the millions of Glaswegians listening <laughs> want to give it a try, Malones are doing the second Friday of every month. He's doing a free whiskey club. And wow. It's well worth going. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Super cool. Really cool bar as well. So that's Friday coming for us. I'll see you there, Julie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, Roy's filing the paperwork with the wife now. Roy, what's in the glass? <laughs> well, it's a it's an interesting one. Well, I think it's an interesting one, but I've had a bottle of this in the past and I tried to get rid of the bottle of it and it came back to me. <laughs> um <laughs> Um, and I don't want to be rude about it, but it was just generally for me at that time. And I think generally it was just, was not very enjoyable for me. But to the point that when I was offered this bottle, somebody came up and said, I've brought you something, Roy, and handed it to me. And I think my reaction, I still, I still get this pang of guilt. You, you're smiling, Julie, you know what happened, right? So he pulls out the bottle and he offers it to me and I look at it and I go, Christ, I hate this stuff. Right. <laughs> but then you, you have to remember and be polite and say, oh, thank you very much and things. And anyway, kind of, yes. it turns out that the fella that, that bought me this gift, Sandy from the Highlands, Sandy McDonald, uh, he, he looked at me and he knew because he's obviously heard me talking about this whiskey in the past. And he went, oh, no, he said, but listen, let's try this. And we, we opened it at, at the gig. It was a blind tasting in Glasgow. And not many people touched it because they saw the label and they thought they knew this whiskey. And they thought that they wouldn't touch it. And now... Don't show. Don't show. Don't show. I want to guess. I want you, to guess what it is. There's no way you're guessing it, but go for it. Uh, well, from what you've said, I would have said an Auchentoshan. No. Rob, no. Rob, have you got a, have you got a guess on what... I mean, I have, yeah, no idea. First, I've right. It does begin with a... It's in a 50cl bottle. Oh, um, oh. You, ha- you have to seek it out. Julie, you're, I'm waiting for your reaction here. It's Avangeric. Avangeric, yeah. So... But the one I'm holding up here is a cast strength version from Avangeric. Okay. The one I had before, I think from memory was 46 and I tried it and I thought, okay, this needs a bit of time and you give it time, you give it time. Eventually I took it to a, a barbecue because I'm cruel, <laughs> but I wanted generally to hear what other folk thought. And they, one guy there said, um, said, oh no, I quite like it. So I left it behind. And then the next time I turned up at the same place, <laughs> the bottle's exact same level. It's not being touched. And eventually it made its way uh, around and back. And, and uh, yeah, just I never got on with it. But this cast strength is from Madeira cask. Ah, there you go. And it's amazing. It's unique. It's still dirty and funky and odd and weird. But the Madeira cask, you've just said it, Julie. You, you're a fan of I'm a fan of Madeira cask as well, bizarrely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year's Arna Murchin, Madeira was resplendent. Yeah. I seem to be mm-hmm. drawn to it now, Madeira cask. But for this one, it's 63% ABV. And we know that Avangaric is going to be pretty young spirit. I don't know what, what, yeah. what age is this. But I am. it's like nothing else that's on the shelf. Uh, I, almost, I should maybe bring it along to a club night or something, Julie, and just you know, let yeah. people recalibrate, you know, because Avangeric, when we all tried it, they were probably just brand new and they were brand new before, yeah, yeah, before yeah. brand new distilleries were even a thing. Um, right. And now they've been doing their thing for years, just quietly chipping away, doing very, very small scale He's done production. now, is he not? Has he stopped now? I, I, I don't know. Has no, he stopped? Is he still going? It's Mark O'Tay, Burn, Taylor? I thought it. 
Oh, I thought he'd stop. Maybe he hasn't. That might be something else. The first, uh, Avangelic was the first new make spirit I've ever t- I ever tasted. Oh, wow. Way back when. And uh, it was in the McSorley's Jamaica Street. And they had a little cask on the bar of the new make. And uh, they invited the whiskey club along because yeah. it was a big... A big deal. Yeah. The first exported cask from the island and, you know, like, and they were in a rowing boat up the Clyde and all this kind of thing. Oh. It was a big lunch night. And that was the first time I'd ever tasted New Make Spirit. No, it was quite serendipitous that he would pick a Madeira cask after yeah. you talking about mm. being being Madeira yeah. leaning. What is it What is it that Madeira lends that you pick up and, and, um, and appreciate? I think there's a sweetness and a richness Um to me, it gives a kind of syrupy mouthfeel to the mm-hmm. whiskey as well. Um, yeah. Am definitely. I right in thinking Glenn Morangy Astar was Madeira Casks? Or was it Nectador that was Madeira Casks? Nectador was Sauternes. I know that. No, that's it. Sauternes, so, yeah. Astar, Astar was, um, was Madeira, I think. And it was... Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. It was quite high ABV as well. And it was gorgeous just lovely silky syrupy unctuous viscous liquid it was just what's well, interesting that you would say and, uh, interesting yeah. you say it was the the glamorangy a star uh-huh. if i'm not mistaken i was on a blind uh, and someone blinded me that it was leanne from scotch on the bayou right. it was my it was my number one in that flight and it's long yeah. gone right but i think it was quite heralded at the time for being particularly good I'm just looking it up to see there's another one on my list uh, see there's that's now on my list of <laughs> bottles that i would have chased, i would have chased oh, but i'm not so gonna. i'm looking it up and on it's 199 pounds on websites now wow and that would have just been one of their special releases yeah. right of a year that it wouldn't have been silly money no it wouldn't have been silly money at the time details come on it's not telling me the has without without ruffling any feathers, has has um has have Glenmorangie's special releases maintained the excitement or what that delivered out mm. of curiosity? I'm not tale of cake, tale of uh, I really like tale of cake. I can't remember what tale of cake was, but I really liked that, and I bought a bottle at the distillery. I, we were driving past it on our way home from Dornoch. And I went into I went into Glen Morangy <laughs> and I hadn't been able to get Taylor Cake. I'd missed it. And when I went into the distillery shop, there was a wall display of all these bottles of Taylor Cake. Oh, and I aye. thought, oh, I need to have one. But it's still sitting unopened just now. But wasn't 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 Taylor Cake a, a sweet wine? Uh huh. Well? I think it was. I think yeah. it was. I think I think that distillery I like. I think yeah. I was just gonna say I I love Glen Morangy. It's uh it it was my gate it was it and a Balvenie were I would say my gate I've always said were my huh. gateway whiskies. It's probably still one of the bottles I will always have a ten mm-hmm. around. It would probably be my my um calibrator that Roy loves talk you know, a, a calibration yeah. gram. So yeah, I, I'm I'm all about it. But I, I, I think maybe that was over marketed that i was expecting more from it right. when i had that tail of cake i was like i maybe i needed to do it against the 10 to see quite what the i forget the cask but i i think um, see sometimes if you've missed the hype around something totally so completely off topic 
completely off topic. Game of Thrones, I didn't watch when everybody else was watching it. I watched yes. it much, much later and I didn't get all the hype because I didn't listen to it because I wasn't paying attention and I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm, and there mm-hmm. were other people that said all the hype yeah. put them off it. It's kind of similar principle, but like, you know, there, there are things like, there are spring banks and things like that. You know, going back to talking about Springbank again, but like that people are just, no, I'm sick of this. I can't get a hold of it. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. if they were to get the opportunity yeah. to taste it without all the hype and without all the falder around it, they would love it. No, I'm with you. And if anything, you could argue the more learned and experienced we become, it should allow us to turn I that hype turn it down. off, yeah, right? Yeah. Like we can, mm-hmm. we can, we can yeah. mute it ourselves. Wait, wait, but stay in the lane for a second. Game of Thrones. Have you watched it all? Did you feel like it finished oh. well? Were you happy with the last two no. episodes? Okay. No, I thought it was okay. Old. Just lit, just no. a litmus test. Yeah, okay. I was, I was highly disappointed. It was okay. All right, okay. I, I, I wouldn't say oh, I, was I was highly, highly disappointed, disappointed with Taylor Cake. Oh no, but... not Taylor Cake. Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> All good. All good. No bother. Speaking of the other special releases, there's what Tale of Winter and Tale, Tale of, of Forest. Forest? Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. Right? yeah. Yep. And how do those rank? I know they're them. still sticking around on yeah, the shelves I here. Yeah, tasted them. Oh, really? Like Tale of Cake was yep. gone instantly, but yeah, the other that ones, was a big... They're still sticking yeah. around. Yeah, I've not tasted them. I remember them being at Whiskey Life Paris last year, and their display that they had was all greenery and everything. And at the time, I thought I'll go back and taste it, and and never got back round to to the stand again. I feel like I feel like Glenmorangie. I don't know if it's an identity crisis, but they've rebranded. Yeah. I think what twice in the last five years it at most, mm-hmm. maybe even yeah. shorter. Yeah. Yep, I think. I think it's I don't know what they're doing there. Uh, again, the whiskey's still great, but do you, do you like the label then of the the new ten, for example? I I I won't. Yeah, speak first. I do. I don't. I don't dislike it. It's not. I don't. I yeah. I think. It, I think it's. It, it's trying to like. It's just a lot of shelf presence with them, isn't it? Like it's the same thing with like Glen Scotia and the Lot Loman Group. It's they're just making the label, the name bigger on the label, and it's it works. It it does work, and it's. It's not a ugly bottle. Like I know I said before in the podcast, like I'm, I'm really not engaging with the Diageo special yeah. releases, their labels. Yeah. I just think it's a bit overdone, and I think it just kind of takes away from what it is. It's just yeah, I think yeah, I think um, if if it was in a Johnny Walker lane of trying to make the brand as big as possible, I could I could accept that, but mm-hmm. I think it feels like they're just trying to look younger. Mm-hmm. And and it's sure, not. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think it's in a clever yeah. in a clever way. I think Bruchlady do younger yeah. in a better way. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely, definitely. I think, and, so, yeah. and I think it's then, crazy because you, see the logo, the Glenmorangie logo is beautiful. Like, and on all the yeah, boxes the, yeah. when it's embossed, it's really lovely. So I don't. Really, yeah. yeah, they don't need yeah. to. But it's funny how you you, actually, but, you mentioned uh, Johnny Walker, and they do so much with so yeah. little. Like I've given I've given samples before in these like these ten centiliter glass bottles and I've done it on a on a bias just because I'm just doing it in a rush, and people have commented that it looks like Johnny Walker or they've tried to do a Johnny Walker kind of style of. Oh, you're right. And it's just it's it's <laughs> yeah, but yeah, all these big brands are doing like bigger stickers. Like if you look at the uh, the Glen Scotia, um, the Victoriana, 
Like it was like a little label and like a little yeah, another square right. label below it and like a little emboss. It was beautiful, but yeah, it's uh yeah. Plus, Try hard. plus it's a it's a name that phonetically struggles in the oh, world, yeah. right? Like people put the intonation in yeah. the wrong place. So to break it up oh, even right, further, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unless it's trying to help that, Glenn, more. It's not trying to no. help. It's not. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you feel like it did try and like break up the words so it actually would help, yeah, the way you say it, but definitely yeah. isn't. It was, um, yeah. it was like the, the um, Jen uh, from the Grail, and it was like Glenn Morangy. Because he's like, because it's yeah. an orange bottle. You say yeah. orange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you. Yeah. That was the unlock for me, was remembering yeah. orange, Glenn Morangy. You would never yeah. refer to Orangies. <laughs> orangies. <laughs> Just nip into the shop to get some of the yeah. Orangies. Orange <laughs> and the orangey juice. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, we're circling back to the to the brief or the the, the question I wanted to pose you all. Um, I suppose it's a three parter, and maybe I maybe I preface it them all so you can think about them as we talk to them as well. It was a topic that came up with uh, Rob. I think it, not Rob. Sorry, Roy. I, I think of you and and Roy together now, Rob. With the Rob Roy. Those Rob Roy's. Oh, compliment. Yeah. It was on the back of Roy hanging with Chad and Sarah just recently as they kind of passed through um, Scotland from its bourbon. And he said that the topic about like remorse buys or bottles that we regret buying, you know, for whatever reason, did it not deliver what you were hoping or was the hype too high that it set a bar that would never be met? So I wanted to dwell on that one for a bit, and I'll maybe share my, probably mine first to to get to buy you some time to think about: is there a bottle that you've either bought into the hype or you know overpaid, and it just didn't deliver? And it's a funny one. What what mine was or is? I still have. I've got about half of it. I've tried to nurse it um, for obvious reasons when I share which one, and it's a funny one. I would say the whiskey itself. I I don't regret. What I do regret now in my journey is the price I paid because it was never, 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 never going to live up to it. And it was when I was still quite early on in my journey, probably in the first year of being serious. And I knew all the hype around Japanese whiskey. And I was like, well, I need to try and get a Yamazaki in my life. And I knew, you know, everyone was talking about the 18. And I happened to be passing through Tokyo Airport and I was looking around there and it was so funny. You would look, you would walk and they'd have bottles in windows, but then something just in none yeah. in stock, none in stock, none, 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 none. I'm going through. It's the spring bank. Isn't Aye. It? <laughs> but bizarrely still, they did have something. I don't know if they were display only or what, but they had a bottle and they would say none. Anyway, but there was one that didn't have none in stock. And only after the fact did I realize it was a limited edition, right. 18. So, you know, some, some one-off artwork on the bottle. Which made anyway, it more expensive. My well. bottle. I mm. a wee bit. So I think I think and I've talked about it in the past. I came away dropping five, I think it was five hundred US dollars. Oh wow. Um, oh, on wow. it. But check check how much a bottle costs now. And you you know, you wouldn't smart or you know, five hundred doesn't yeah. even flinch. Um you're lucky, I think, if you could get one for eight hundred now. But I would say the bottle I regret the most would be a Yamazaki eighteen because Clearly, the juice was never going to live up to the hype, and it was no. never going to live up. To it's the price. interesting that you say that, um, as that's the one you regret buying. So, 
when I was very early in my whiskey journey as well, when I, and I th- I'm sure I've spoken about this before with you guys, like I would not have been paying, like it would have been a considered purchase for me to spend £70 on a bottle of whiskey at this point in my life. And I have a, bo- mm-hmm. a bottle of Yamazaki 18 sitting on the shelf with an inch left in it, and it's probably bust by now because I've had it for so long. But I did not yeah. pay more than 70 or 80 pounds for that in duty free all those years ago and i'm going back a very long time ago and the uh-huh. biggest regret i have now is not having bought a case you know like because there was loads of yeah. it on the shelf and it was you know and i would have bought yeah. it i don't know i mean i would have been going to the far east so it's been in the past 20 years like i would have been going to the far east mm-hmm. i don't i th- and I'm sure at the time you used to be able to buy bottles in the in Glasgow and leave them and collect them on your way home. So you could buy an unlimited mm-hmm. amount right. and go and collect it on the way home. And that was what I did. And Yamazaki 18 was one of them. So, yeah, interesting that, well, I, I was getting it when it was cheap. That was your remorse for, for not buying. Not buying. Is, there, is there something that you regret buying now? For whatever reason, I don't know. I'm looking at my shelf. I don't. I don't know that there's anything that I regret mm. buying because I think it's always going to be interesting to try things. And uh-huh. if you, yeah. so there's not there's not a bottle there's not a bottle on that shelf that you you sort of side eye and go, yeah, I should I, never I, have bought yeah, that. Yeah, I should. <laughs> if, if I would say if there is, it's probably still in the cupboard. And if that happened, I would just sell it and get rid of it. Ah, so okay. auctions have you that option to get rid of your regrets. Ah, uh-huh. yep. yep. And hopefully, on hopefully, it. it's one of these bottles that somebody else yeah. loves, and you just, you just, you just rather than it being an objectively Two bad love bottle, and then they and bid think, against think, each other. <laughs> yeah, that's in an auction. Yeah, and I, I think that's the danger when you when you talk when you want to kind of uh, you you want to talk about the bottles that we regret buying because you want what you want is to dish the dirt, and obviously, the the thing is is that somebody's trash is some, one yeah. person's mm-hmm. trash is another person's treasure, and the the ones the ones that sit. And linger on the shelf for me, it, they're probably not worth talking about because it tends to be indies, you know, one that you, often we can try yeah. before we buy. So you go, oh no, I trust this indie, I trust them, and you look at the profile and you say, okay, I'll give this a go. So I've got some here that are a bit hot and nippy, and they're not that enjoyable to drink because they're fussy. You need a lot of water, or it's you know you've tried that red wine cask on a fourteen-year-old and again, and it's still not working <laughs> right. Um, and 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 all of all of these these are the types of things. So for me to mention the bottles, Gregor, is I feel yeah. bad about it because not only will somebody actually quite like those bottles, but mm-hmm. potentially you're you're then saying, oh, you mentioned an independent bottle that you regret buying, and suddenly you're tarring everything that they release with that regret brush also as julie touched upon there but when i'm buying whiskey i want a library of references and experiences mm-hmm. right you just want to build up a library of and that needs to that needs to color in all possibilities mm-hmm. and sometimes that means something that's just no very good i've got bottles here that i've co- that, that are clearly mm-hmm. corked it's corked whiskey but if somebody comes to me and says, oh, I, I don't know, I've never tried cork whiskey, and there's one I've got, and it does taste like turnips, and ah, it's corked. Here, taste this. You know, you, and you've got this kind of reference. You say, this is what corked whiskey tastes like. Uh, you know, this is this is what far too young whiskey tastes like. This is really hot whiskey. This is really uh, whatever the you know, perceived fault or whatever may be in the whiskey. You've got something there that you can, 
you can use as part of your reference library, I suppose. Yeah. So, Another thing uh, as well is if you're a member of a whiskey club and you're getting to try whiskies, you know, so like I'll use our club as the example, we meet twice a month and if you come along to every single event, you're going to taste at the very least, you're going to taste 12 to 14 whiskies a month. And, you know, and you can base choices on, on things like that as well. So I think it starts to even out the playing field and making mistakes yes. because you've got, mm-hmm. you know, you've got the opportunity to try different things and people swap samples all the time because you're meeting with like-minded people. So they're all sharing whiskey yeah. and, you know, that kind of evangelising part of it. Mm-hmm. Taking yeah. drams of your new find. Yeah. The last time, the last bottle I bought that was a new find when I was on the VPUB, I bought two bottles of it for that very reason, and I shared the first bottle. <laughs> so it's yeah. Have you talked about it yet? That what that um, was? Can we guess? Uh, you can <laughs> guess. It's not. It's not the first one that I was talking about last week. Oh, okay. That was no, my guess. <laughs> this uh, <laughs> 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 that um, that one was the Indri Indian whiskey. Oh, that I would have laid my life on being Irish. Oh, did you didn't hear the controversy about this recently, no. did you? <sighs> right, I'm going to just say it. I've already got my face knows no shades of red brighter, so it's fine. I've <laughs> I've, I've laid myself bare. So Roddy and I are doing a V pub on uh-huh. Thursday night, and uh, we're doing we're doing blind challenges as we do, and it's all about age statement. Guess the age, right? And I had just rinsed my bottle of Indri, uh-huh. right? I just finished it. And uh, actually, second bottle, because the one of the first ones I gave I gave away. I guess, so I'd, I'd replaced it and rinsed that as well. Because, Julie, you and I agree, it's amazing whiskey, right? Yeah, it's great. For, for 40 quid, amazing. So we we I'm fairly familiar. It's fresh in my memory. It's fresh on the palate, that tropical fruit, slightly funky, slightly odd. But there is something very familiar about it, too. Sarah from the Good Spirits uh-huh. Company also decides to get in on the act. She's decided that we are playing a game of Gauge the Age, which is a brilliant name for it. <laughs> and she she gives Roddy two blind samples for us to open live. And I'm game. I'm game for Yeah, absolutely. I open the, the sample, we pour it, and Roddy and I have got our nose in, and I'm competing with Roddy. So I can never compete, right? It's Roddy, right? But I go anyway, and I taste it, and the first thing is this is injury. This is Indri. And then because it's age-stated, she wants us to talk about age, then clearly young. She, what she wants to point out is the, the youth how youthful this uh-huh. Indri is, right? And and how ridiculously good it is at such a young age to bring all that fruit character and everything. I said, this really feels like Indri. And I just, you know, I just like puff out my chest. <laughs> really all the confidence that comes with too many, too many drums and sitting there with Roddy and things. And I just I said, right, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to go and see, I'm going to see it. I think this is four-year-old Indian whiskey. And Roddy's looking at me going, oh, that's interesting. And suddenly his eyes are flashing. He's going, what? But he said, no, I think it's scotch. He says, I think this is scotch. But I agree. He said, I think it's young. There's a wee jaggy edge to this. And I said, right, okay, I'm going to just say it. I think it's Indri Trini. I think it's that's what it is. And I just was so confident. I was so confident. And then he opens the envelope, and it's Ben Romack, 21-year-old. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 right, you're you're all you're you're not laughing out loud, but I can see you rocking in your seats, going oh, because you can feel the embarrassment. Roddy was embarrassed, but I I was in a different continent. Oh my goodness! I wasn't close on age. I wasn't close on category or anything. But 
I it points at just you've tried that blind, yeah. you tried that injury blind, yeah, yeah. I believe. And it was right? on the world world whiskies think... you were doing. So there was an Irish in the lineup and I knew because you'd yep. done the partial reveal, I knew there was an Indian in the lineup and I badged Craigelicky as the Indian whiskey and the wow. injury yeah. as the Irish whiskey. And then once we got the yeah. the names I was able to match them up. But yeah. Do, do you know why I don't actually feel any real embarrassment about doing that live on the VPUB? Was... Because every single member of my audience will look at it and go, I know, I've been there. <laughs> I've tried to Absolutely. do that thing. And it's just, it's it's you just feel, uh, I, I have to say that that that, um, that injury is a Absolutely. revelation for me this yes. year. Yeah. 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 It was a great find. I, in Limburg, I got to try some special releases that they've, I think it's only for Germany cast strength versions of their bourbon mm. the sherry uh, honestly julie it was it was eye-poppingly good for it oh that's good and the value the value is still there too so yeah and zero that's the opposite of buyer's yeah. remorse that's that's amazing we've got Me we've got menno to yeah. thank for that it was him that started to shout yeah. that one first um well no i mean staying on that topic of remorse buyer's remorse whether it was for not buying or for buying and then also i think maybe the, the antithesis to that is things that were under the radar. I don't know, Rob, is, is there anything that springs to mind in terms of what you yeah, bought or didn't buy? Definitely. Well, I think it was it was a buyer's remorse because it, it completely stayed me away from a category of whiskey that I now really enjoy. Uh, and I'm actually mm. happy to... We were talking about before about putting bottles on blast, but I'm happy to put this on blast because a lot, I know a lot, <laughs> a lot of people love it and it just didn't connect with me. And... I've tried to go back to it and it just hasn't sit with me, uh, even though, so yeah, I'll get it out of the way and it's going to be a bit of a tongue twister because it's two words that people, uh, <laughs> so I, I definitely struggle with. It's Lechig Rioja, if that's right. God, uh -huh. yeah. Those two yeah. things together are just, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, but it was uh, the Sinclair series and I, I mean, I'm a massive fan of Tobamori, uh, and uh, and and, and that whole distillery and whatever they're producing, even the sister mm. sister brands like Deanston and Punahaven, yeah. it's glorious. And I was like, right, okay. And we've got a new bottle come out, and it's really good price. I think it's like thirty quid. And man, that was that was rough going for me. That was wow. really rough. And to the point where it was like, right, well, I know I now like in 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 the similar vein of Scotty, I like my. Peated whiskey, unsullied, only ex bourbon. That's it, and that was that. That was me for as long as that bottle was out. And uh, it wasn't until I went to the Glasgow Whiskey Festival and actually tried a sherried peated whiskey that the lights just turned back on again. And I was like, oh, so this is something. <laughs> this exists and it yeah. works. Yeah. And I, 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 even since then, I I tried a, a long row red and try just to even try peated uh, a red wine. Yeah, we were, yeah, and yeah. It, it was great. So maybe maybe it's Rioja, maybe it's Lechik, Lechik, whatever. Uh, in uh, in it just didn't sit with me. And and, uh, and I, I take it you've tried just in the off chance you've tried that very expression from other bottles other than the one that you bought, right? As in the Rioja. Yeah, I've I've not come across a Rioja uh, petered yet. That you I don't like. think I've, I don't think I've even tried a Rioja wine on its own. To be honest, <laughs> Rioja is good as a wine. As a wine, very it's good. Spot on. It's it's lovely. I'm, I'm more of a Malbec so, man myself, but uh, mm. yeah, no. But Rioja is very specific. That I think 
I'm right. I'm not a wine expert at all, but I think all Rioja is from Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Whereas all whereas Malbec is kind of you know Argentinian and Californian and all over the place and things. Mm -hmm. But I think that um, that Sinclair series Rioja Lechik. I don't. Everybody knows I don't like red wine maturation, or I, I prefer it less. Let's say, but I couldn't believe how. Amazing, a thing that they pulled off for £33. I thought it was amazing. Uh, recently, Noble Rebel, the blended malts that's come out from Loch Lomond Group. Yeah. They also did. Their Smoke Symphony also has Rioja finishing. And I think that it's very similar in profile. Did you try that one, Rob? I didn't, actually. That's really funny. I know I, I went to the Leeds Whiskey, Fest, Leeds Whiskey Festival and all three bottles were there. And that's the only one I didn't try. I just, because you I think were it was, put off, you were put yeah, off. Because yeah, you still yeah. had you still had PTSD. You were <laughs> you <know, laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe. But then again, I tried the eighteen uh, electric, and it's gorgeous. And that's oh. I didn't that's think a, I didn't think I liked it until I started tasting independently bottled stuff mm-hmm. and just single casks of it, and it completely changed my mind. Electric, you're talking about generally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's fantastic, but yeah. I also think that you you know familiar you'll be familiar with it, Julie. Back from the days when it was all over the place, yeah. every bottle was a gamble, even from the Indies, yeah. especially from the Indies. You know, you really it was one of these Absolutely. whiskies you had to try. But now the the management there, the the, the quality control has been bumped right up. Yeah. You might remember bringing a single malt of Scotland, eleven year old, to the club one night and a yeah. lead chick, and it was and. I was so rude. You might remember me going on my phone while you were presenting the bottle <laughs> to buy the only bottle left online. <laughs> and, and it was 11 years old. And if I'm, my memory serves me right, we're going back to maybe 2019, 2018. 2019 it would have been, yeah. Yeah, and it was £110 yeah. for an 11-year-old single malt of Scotland So there's no way I would do that. There's no way I'd spend that money. Uh, Without it you, being really good. And then yeah. you taste it and you go, my goodness. And it's like you say, Rob, it's like the you know, Sherry and Pete, when you tasted that at the festivals, that just works. Sometimes Sherry and Pete together. Mm. It's, it's almost it's not balance. you can't call it balance because it's like two two of the dials on the control panel has been cranked up to eleven. <laughs> it's a battle, <laughs> right? isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's somehow it it sometimes just seems to work so well. Mm. Very mood driven. No doubt, mm-hmm. but tremendous. And that Lechick 11 was a crack. I had a discovery of um, another whiskey that I didn't think I liked because of poor experience until I found one that I did was Ben Nevis. And then I started to taste Ben Nevis that was from 1996 and fell in <laughs> love with Ben Nevis <laughs> and was just like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And then, so... There's Ben Nevis and Ben Nevis and there's different styles and all the rest of it. And I had one, it was in my last job and it was, and there were people who absolutely loved it, raved about it, thought it was the best Ben Nevis they'd ever tasted. And I thought it smelled like pickled onion monster munch. And I had to <laughs> put a wee sad face on the box so that I would remember not to, not to drink any of it because it was just so far away from what I enjoyed. And just like that, it was 1996 Ben Nevis and blah, blah, blah. And I was so disappointed. Had I bought a bottle of that on the basis that it was a 96 Ben Nevis, I would have been heartbroken because it would have been really expensive. Yeah, I was very fortunate that I had taste and stock of it. Well, or not. 
as the case may be, because it was Pickled Onion Monster Munch. Pickled Onion Monster Munch <laughs> would get me in. Friends of mine who yeah. were just like, this is the best thing I've ever tasted. It's just gorgeous and... No, it wasn't for me. As long as it as long as it didn't smell like the Arna Gherkin. I was just gonna say the Arna Gherkin for me is pickled <laughs> yeah. onion monster munch. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Did you like that, Rob? I adore it. I absolutely adore it. I had some <laughs> from Sevi and then uh it got passed around as well at the uh, Glasgow Whiskey Festival. At the festival. And it looked, yeah. oh, it's fantastic. It's, I really <laughs> wanted to buy a bottle to because my, my daughter and my bless her, she's three years old and but she eats those huge pickled onions and look like an apple in her hand. But she oh. bites into it, and it she oh she I just wanted to like bring it home, but like look like it's in whiskey as well. <laughs> one D, one D. Yeah, yeah, one exactly. Yeah, put it aside for her. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. No, the, the less we talk about that dram, the better. Stuart, <laughs> what what about yourself? Have you got a a bottle that you've regretted buying, or a bottle that you you, you didn't get and regret now? There's probably a couple. I think one of them was actually one a uh, a birth year bottle that we actually just cracked a week ago with friends and um you know i found it on auction shipped it halfway across the world it was well-aged stated you know uh birth year bottle and we cracked it and we kind of it it was about halfway through the night so maybe our expectations were a little little wonky but um (laughs) kind of was a resounding kind of like huh that's not what we were hoping for it was kind of sharp and singular and again a single cask you know kind of like roy was talking about you kind of might end up sitting on the shelf for a little while now but i think part of the problem was it followed on the footsteps of a a 22 year old uh from that boutique whiskey company and that's just it was a gorgeous whiskey so then i was like okay we're gonna be building up to this birth year whiskey, yeah, and it was a resounding letdown. Oh, um, can you tell us what it was? So, yeah, it, yeah, it's a, it's a thirty four year old uh, Invergordon. Oh, so it was a grain oh. whiskey. Um, I like grain whiskeys, especially when they get mm. north of twenty years, twenty five years. Yeah, they kind of yeah, can yeah. settle yep. in and be very gentle, especially for a, a cask strength. And uh, no, it kind of it didn't hit on that night, but uh, I'll I'll keep coming back to it. But a little little regret on it right now. What has it been matured in? Bourbon. Okay. Single X bourbon. Yeah. I bet some ox um, some oxidization in the bottle will fix that. Yeah. Hopefully. Could but, be. But also, yeah. Julia, yeah. you yeah. think about it, even even if it's have you know a decent aged grain like a thirty four year old Inver Gordon at the whiskey club, we would probably always be tempted to pour it first. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so these guys, these guys come into it halfway through the night might have been unfair, unfair on on the whiskey. It's quite a lot of fragility there, a lot of kind of sweetness. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I'm not writing it off completely yet, but uh, it was Mm -hmm. a bit of a disappointment, and it's very fresh in the mind. (laughs) Uh, Well, especially when the investment that you've put into buying it and shipping it and. You know, the, what was the, the strength of it as well? Sorry, I'd love in for Gordon, so it's just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair enough. No, I, I think it's about a 52%. Okay, all right. Just a little bit of water and a little bit of time, and it'll probably yeah. be... And it'll be one of those yeah. whiskeys where it just disappears when it get when you get to that point where it mm-hmm. is amazing, and it'll disappear <laughs> off the scale. It's yeah. always the case. Yeah. Always the Stuart, case. Stuart, it sounds... It sounds like it's tentative remorse. I think you've got. Yeah, there there is one that is is confirmed remorse, but I'm it's 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 slated for a, an upcoming Dramface oh, okay. article at, at oh. some point. So I'm 
not going to spill the beans there on that one. <laughs> no, well, no. Don't, don't, Stuart, don't overestimate how long it takes us to get a podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> you might, you might not be spoiling anything. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking about uh, anything I, I regret not buying. I was trying to think, and I, I think I've probably talked in the past. I think the one thing I regret not buying out, not like selling it out, because I had the opportunity was when I was on Amazon at like three in the morning in Asia on a development trip, listening to Roy talk about a new distillery for me that had an eight-year-old out at 57.1%. Yes, um, another one. And it was it was the first time I started hearing about Kilkerran. <laughs> and I remember, because I remember seeing how many were, you could see how many were in stock on Amazon. And I thought, I'll leave. I'll leave a couple because I didn't. I didn't know if I was going to enjoy it. So I think I bought two or three, but I left a couple for good karma. And I now, <laughs> I now wish I'd take that karma back and have those bottles. <laughs> no, because you can let people fun. have that. Yeah, yeah. You got a couple. Yeah. Be different if you'd only got one. I know that's yeah, fair. Yeah. You, you're a better person than me, Julie. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know, honestly speaking, Gregor, I mean, karma is, you know, I'll only take three. <laughs> right. I know. So I'm reminded of the conversation you and I were having about Stag Junior, where I was saying I, I hunted those out for a while, for a period where it was easier to get. But I'm now at a point with a lot of bourbon and stuff where I'm like, I'm going to enjoy what I've got and, uh, you know, not chase anymore. But I did sort of say to Roy, I think I've maybe got like five or six bottles of it. Like, That'll, do me. That'll do me. That'll do me. I'm safe. Aye. Yeah. I first, first world problems. Yeah. Maybe then have a think about under the radar or, you know, if, if there's anything that we expected more from and it didn't oh, deliver. That's good. Think oh. about... If well, there's well, anything... well, how about, sorry, just to kind of even push it even further, and, and if this doesn't fit in, I'll just cut it out, but I, because of what I do with whiskey, I'm sometimes buying bottles of whiskey that I know I'm going to hate. Right. Because, or I know I don't like, or I don't want to spend the money on it, because I'm there to, 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 to kind of take a hit for other people, you know, that, that thing. And there was a VPUB I was doing, I don't even think it was last year, I think it was before, and there was a, a reason for me to go out and spend far too much money on a Longmorn, mm. one of my favourite distilleries, right? But the official releases can be all over the place, and I'm just still heartbroken about the original 16. And the new 16 is there, but it's a, a lot more pricey now. But they had the secret space side release of the 18-year-old for about 85 quid. I said, look, I'll buy this to tell people how garbage it is, <laughs> how much they're making a mess of things. And I bought it, and I have, this is the second bottle now. There's literally, I've got, a gla I've got a dram in the glass, and I'm sipping it on the back of that Madeira cask, Avangeric, right? And so you, you've got the contrast thing happening there, but you know how Roddy talks about his hairspray? Yeah. Julie, his hairspray, there's hairspray on this. There's this lovely kind of, fragile foamy almost sense of effervescent perfume on the just the, the, all the top notes are all there and on the back of that avangaric it's singing out the glass and i'm already sitting here going i know i need to get another buy another bottle one. 85 pounds <laughs> but it is an 18 year old and it's all i believe it to be more or less natural 
a non-chill filter, mm. but says in the label it doesn't mention colour, but it's 48%. But then 48, I, that's all right. But I'm buying it thinking, I'll buy this just to talk about how, how, how cynical it is and how, you know, it's just, and it's just, it's just, it's a perfect Longmorn to me. So, you know, the, there's this kind of, whiskey teaches you, I think, to say, not to say, I don't like. And I think whiskey's pretty good at teaching you, especially to say, I don't like before you've even bloody put your nose in the glass. <laughs> Um, and it's still, you know, we we get conditioned, don't we? We get we get yeah. um, continually. Uh, we just get this bad feeling, and it's like Rob and his Rioja. He's going to find a Rioja that he loves, and one day. But it's it's you know, it's, we just need to keep being a wee bit open minded. Angus uh, did that to me when we were in at Fife Distillery, at Fife Distillery, Fife Whiskey Festival. Um, this is a controversial thing to say out loud for anybody but I don't like Mortlack. I get it. I just just I get don't go it. on with it. Yeah. I don't I don't particularly like it. And um, there's always an exception but I just generally don't really get on with it. And the company I'm working with now we had bottled half of a cask at a particular strength under a particular branding and then kept the other half and bottled it at cask strength. And he said to me, so he always gives me whiskey blind. And he said, I'd, I'd like your opinion on this, you know, bef- just, and just handed me a glass. And I said, are you going to tell me what it is? And he said, no, I just want you to taste it blind and tell me your opinion. And I tasted it and I was like, oh my God, that's gorgeous. What is that? And he was like, it's the like, And I was like, I was mad because it was, you know, a whiskey I don't get on with. And that has now become... Uh-huh. A thing where you'll find whiskies that I say I don't like, and you'll find me one that I do like. But that's fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's you're that, proving I need to be open minded. You're a horrible man. You know that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be open minded. <laughs> yeah, you make me like Mortlack. Like, but yeah. <laughs> I just get. I should. I should start saying to him. I really hate Springbank. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> See how long that takes before he comes wise of it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, Roy, you weren't you weren't far off the brief there though with saying you bought something thinking one thing and it did another. I think that's that is spot on. It, mine isn't yep. as fanciful as a Longmore 18. I remember buying oh no, I think I was gifted, sorry. I was gifted a bottle of naked malt and I did not expect much at all. Right. And I rinsed that bottle over two nights. You at Christmas loved that, when didn't I was you? back home. Yeah, I, uh-huh. I just again just because it delivered more than I was ever expecting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and I loved it for it. I haven't replaced it yet because I'm in a no bottle band. But um, it would be one that you wouldn't mind rinsing. You know. But was it twenty thirty dollars where you are? Yeah. Something non. Yeah. Something crazy like that. Yeah. I know. I get it completely. But again, it it's completely. still good whiskey. It's still good whiskey. You could you could put that in a blind, and I'm, mm, I'm pretty yeah, sure it would fare well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a great room pleaser as well. It's the ABV is makes it easy. The sherry yeah. cask, the it's dare I say it's a very smooth whiskey. Um so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be something that you can feel confident about pouring for pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. And even the whiskey snobs that are out there, if they if they were picking it up and sipping it blind, uh, you, you know, you know that they're not gonna call it out as being anything poor or cheap. It is a very good a very good job I think it's a good yeah. gateway one as well I took it to a wedding and I, it got passed around multiple tables and people were like seeing it as famous grouse but then realising actually it's something that it's approachable and really 
different. Really enjoyed. Yeah, mm-hmm. different. Enjoy. They really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. What about yourself, Rob? Anything uh, again, like a sleeper or something that surprised you? See, that's difficult because I mean, I kind of well, I try to really go hard on like reviews and see like I don't really like kind of rarely pick like stab in the dark, but a bottle buying gamble. Not really. Not no, no, not really. I'm 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 more like a tried and tested kind of purchaser. That's why again, like with the let Jake, let Jake, like it, that was a bit of a surprise. So yeah, I'm a I'm a tried and tested <laughs> buyer. Fair, yeah. fair. What about yourself, Stuart? Uh, Lock Lomond, kind of stumbled on it uh, a few years ago. There's not much distribution out here, so they're standard what inch moan, inch murin, um, which I believe they're phasing out now. Correct? No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, stumbled on those, and now it's just been. The indie, uh, the independent bottlers of of uh-huh. Lock Lomond has been. So I've had some lovely North Stars. I recently just bought one from SMWS uh, off from auction. It was an older bottling called Orchard Grenade. It's an eight year old, oh, nice. and oh, I just bought it for the name. Honestly, like Orchard Grenade and <laughs> Lock Lomond, sign me up. <laughs> and it's just amazing. It it's punchy. It's flavorful. It's deep. So to me, it's, it's, it's Loch Lomond is the sleeper one. And uh, I, I know I've fed it to a few close friends and they've bought into it as well now. Fed it. I love it. Fed it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think. You will like this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. But I think that that's, it's another marker of, you know, you look at, look at uh, Aaron, how it's transformed and look at Tomat and how it completely transformed. It moved away from blend stock and focused on, single malts i don't know about 10 or 15 years ago and loch lomond the same maybe maybe more recently than that and now we're starting to taste the fruits of the changes there mm-hmm. when they when they start to make a product that they want to label as as they own, their own distillery name and they want to do it as a single malt the, the changes is just is wonderful to, to to be able to taste um I'm, so maybe I, I haven't heard that they're that they're phasing out the standard twelve-year-old. Uh, maybe there's certainly they did a very recent rebranding on it, uh, you know, to make it all clear that it was all twelve-year-old Loch Lomond, but change the colours and make the name inch more and inch more smaller. I think or less obvious, but I think that that the quality there is all about prioritising single malt. And Julie was there the night that we had. It was Michael Henry Michael, hosted yeah. us and spent the whole night absolutely wooing us with <laughs> everything for, that he was making yeah. and not once did he talk about a cask. Everything was what he's doing to create flavour in the distillation. And it was... And everything came in half-litre sample bottles as well. Yeah, so yeah. it was, it was, was no standard stuff that came. Here's what's on the horizon from us. Here's what we're working on. Here's fantastic. What, yeah. right. And it just super geek, super geeky. <laughs> and and but for you to be able to take this is from the swan neck, this is from the straight neck, you know, this is mm. and, and just be able to taste them side by side and just you know, it's just like it's it, a treat. It, just terrific and that's stuff. That, that's not to say they don't believe in the wood either. It's more just to show like you, you it's great here already. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. Well, they're, they're, they're demonst- only going to get better. He was better. demonstrating to a group of geeks. people who yeah. understand it, a group of whiskey geeks like ah. uh, that understand it. He wasn't coming along to do a sales pitch about you know and buy your eighteen year old or you know yeah. this kind of thing. It was 
actually given us a kind of deep dive into the distillation process and the fermentation process and all that. And it was just, and it was silent, wasn't it? It was just everybody just sat <laughs> listening. I know, I know to because him. because it's it was just... it was it was Ian. It was Ian. I remember Ian just breaking out and 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 he just said he broke the silence by saying. Can I be your friend? (laughs) (laughs) But the thing that was compelling about it is that, you know, remember the Gordon McPhail uh, campaign that was uh, Wood Makes the Whiskey. Um, You'll go around a tour and they'll tell you how anything between 60 or 80% of the flavor comes from the wood and all of that stuff. Mm. And and of course, you're either going to make that statement because you're an independent bottler who are filling your own casks. So you're going to talk about the wood and you're not making your own whiskey. Um, or you're maybe going to be talking about the, that you don't really, you're, you're making just efficient spirit and then hoping that you can make, have some good casks or something. But, but what Loch Lomond were talking about there, which is very much the zeitgeist right now, look at the Thompson Brothers, look at Springbank, look at any, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to get the most flavour out of every stage of the process. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to demonstrate in that session how much flavour you could build before you've even put it in a cask. Yeah. And that that was that was a lights on moment for me. It was like, yeah, okay, now mm. uh, you know this isn't something you just talk about. Here's a practical demonstration of it in, in the glasses mm-hmm. in front of us. AI, amazing. So that yeah. is a that, sorry, so cool. that was a tangent there, Stuart. But you're right. I think it's a perfect call for a sleeper. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Roy, was there any other sleepers from your side? Well, I think honestly that. Our future is going to be full of sleepers. Mm. Julie's discovered her injury in the Glen Wivis, right? Through through Glenwivis, sipping them. Yeah. Oh through, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. amazing. And I, and I was talking to Roddy about Glen Wivis recently, and he's you know how Roddy, I'll, I'll, Roddy's so easy to love, right? And his eyes, he's enthusiastic. He's just, his eyes widen when you mention something. And I mentioned Glen Wivis, and he went and he went, ah, why? Absolutely. We we're talking about fermentation flavors or flavors that yeah. come from fermentation. Glen Wivis, Glen Wivis, the tropical side. And I met somebody recently. Said, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy that Glen Wivis. It was very young and spirity and jaggy. And I said, "Well, that's exactly what it is. It's three year old. It is very spirit forward. Yeah. And if you don't like spirity whiskey, you might not like it. But you need to. You need to pick up on that tropical fruit that's coming through. Oh, it's so three years old. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a revelation for me. I felt like I was, <laughs> you know, I'd, like if I'd had a suitcase and a stand, I'd have been selling it in street <laughs> markets. Like it was just so good, and. And as a result, the they gave me a bottle of the, the inaugural bottling. Oh, super! Oh. The, at the whiskey festival, she brought um, Lindy brought me along because she said, "I really want you to to have this." Like they they let me try it at Dornoch. That was the first time I met them, and she said, "I'm really keen to to see what you think of the inaugural tasting, uh, the inaugural bottling." And I thought, "Oh my god, please like it, please like it, please like it," because I was in front <laughs> of them tasting it, and it was great as well. And she brought me a bottle of it. Well, lovely. I hear that the people there as well are fabulous people too. Oh, and, yeah. And they're really yeah, excited. Yeah, they're all and, lovely. Um, and yeah. about, I mean, the crowdsourced distillery as well. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, all, 100% community owned. It's crowd, just yeah, community funded. How, yeah, amazing. How's the how's the, the numbers doing? How's the, the, how much are they getting out into the market now? Do you know? Well, well, interestingly, there was enough of the very, very first bottle, the uh, inaugural, just went to invested people and pre-orders and things. So Julie was lucky to be able to taste that. But the one that they brought oh, out, yeah, that, that was... we all tried, the blind tasting one, that there was a that was a big outturn, and Ooh. it was available for a while. Uh, and I managed to pick up a, a spare bottle at the Good Spirits. Is company. it not available so, anymore? 
<laughs> you just heard the sound of my heart breaking there. Uh, well, because you missed that. I, I don't. I just, but you know, you and I know, Julie, that even if it ends up, we have to pick it up at auction. It's not going. We're not right. going to be fighting people for it, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's going to be yeah. something that we can hopefully get. And it's my point was when Greg, point. when Gregor asked me there, you know, what about sleepers for you? I mean, the Endry, the Glen Wivis. Loch Lomond and just so so many. I mean that Kubokan that came out at the end of last year, the fifteen year old Kubokan. Did you oh, try it, Julie? No, I don't think I did. Oh try my it. goodness! It's just it comes from nowhere. That, yeah. that bottles like that that just come from nowhere, right? And and you go, oh, why are we panicking? The future and the, you know is of <laughs> whiskey. It's going to be fine. Um, and I remember messaging, and I know I wasn't the only one I met. I remember messaging Scott to Martin and saying. How 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 can you just pull this out from nowhere, just like and just have suddenly there's non-edged Kubokans for as long as we've known the range, and then suddenly bang, full full maturation and all are also fifteen years old age statement, <laughs> and you just think oh, that's okay. just it, so the future, just I think it, the, the take away the open-minded attitude means that all of these sleepers are just there waiting for us. That's that's the, yeah. their definition, right? They're just literally lying there sleeping, and I think I'm that, really. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do at Tormore as well. Oh, aye. What, Elixir, how they're going to... And yeah. I don't think it's going to be a quick turnaround, by the way. I'm not sure. Well, but. No, I don't... Well, I don't know, but um, no, I'm I'm not expecting so. But I, I just poured myself a Brave, uh, brave Spirits. Brave, brave New Spirits. spirits. Brave yeah. spirits. They're Tormore. And I was tasting it there thinking, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So that's one... a distillery that I think is fantastic. But yeah, that's a total under the radar one that there wasn't a lot of bottlings of. Certainly not a lot of OBs. Um, but you would get them in IBs. But it's going to be yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what they're going to do there. Yeah. Julie, do you know do you know what do you know what I know you're excited for as well? What's that? It's for the is for this week's I am a distillery. Oh, well, yeah. I mean this guy is slick. That's why he's got this I mean, job, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's why he gets paid the big bucks. That's what it is. Uh, you lot getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot, it's a lot of IOUs. A lot of IOUs stacking up. Um, Stuart, do you know how to play I Am a Distillery out of curiosity? I do. Although my, okay. my knowledge base of the, the Scottish distilleries is limited. Don't you, okay. buddy. All right. You might just Fair be play. lucky. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, my only guidance is uh, shoot your shot because you never know when somebody might get there before you. Uh, ten questions, ambiguous down to very detailed. You only get one go, I remember? Am. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, like like we didn't learn last week, don't give it away at the end. If, uh, if someone's still playing along... <laughs> It's still good for them to play along. We didn't. We, I didn't give it away. I didn't give it away, did I? And even if I did, I let, I let it out. <laughs> ah, exactly, exactly. And now you've got to edit this bit out as well. Aye. All good. All right, here we go, gang. Oh, sorry. This is actually another one that's uh, crowdsourced. So many oh, thanks to Dramfacer wow. Brian Cabalis. He's very active in the comments and uh, a yeah. big fan mm-hmm. of the podcast. So cheers, Brian. And uh, cheers. Here we here we go. So, question one, I am a distillery. Okay. No, uh, one of us is going to take that one week. One of us is just going no. to... I know. <laughs> like, like, do you know what? I, like, I, I, I'm, I'm hosting too much now, so I'm never. I'm really playing along, but my whole shtick should have been, you know, I'm just going to say the same one every, every question <laughs> one. And then yeah, somebody's going to... 
Yeah, Jane right. Asher to every Trivial Pursuits question that comes right. up eventually. Right, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jane Asher. All right. right, we're all laughing now. I don't think you're going to be laughing after question two. Well, no. maybe not. I am not from the British Isles, <sighs> but I am from one of the British colonies. Things are shaping up for me. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is serendipity right here, I tell you. Oh. Question three. I specialise in red wine cask maturation. <laughs> because because it is readily available. <laughs> because it is readily available in my home country. Can I swing for the fence already? Yeah. Go for it. it. Starward out of oh. Australia. Oh, oh, good cracker. That is very good call, yeah. That's a really good call, Stuart. All right. Question four. My former distillery site is an ex-airline hangar. Question five. Diageo Distill Ventures invested in me to keep up with the demand of my whiskey. <laughs> Question six. Um... Due to my home's four seasons in a day climate, <laughs> I have a very high angel's share. So we're not supposed to say anything in order because we can't, you know, give it away no, for the people playing. There's, there's that one person that's still trying to guess right now. Still, still no, but, playing. But, but just <laughs> nodding and shaking. Right, but just I know. by us all remaining <laughs> utterly silent instead of shouting, you know, Sullivan's Cove and all of this stuff. Fair. Right? Fair. It's, it's, it's kind of <laughs> sometimes what you don't say is louder than what you say, right? <laughs> that's fair. For the listeners, it was comical. Stuart clearly realised he was on to something and Julie's sitting going, yeah. Nodding her head, nodding her head like a mime. And to illustrate that, Gregor nodded his head. <laughs> Realise that. Realise that we are not going to translate across the audio platforms because this is a podcast. Question seven. I know. Question seven. One of my slogans is whiskey done different. Question eight. My core range are non-age statement whiskies. Twofold, Left Field, Nova, Solera, and Aww. Fortis. I released a special 15th year anniversary bottling called Vitalis. Question nine. My owner says my name is from his dream to reach for the stars. Hey. Still playing along stars. <laughs> and not connected to a popular Lucasfilm Disney sci-fi movie. Of course, we are Star Wars. Thank you, thank you. I mean, when you there when you, you pitched go. in an answer, there were still multiple options open. But I, I, I was I was on the same colony as you. But yeah, that's a, that's a well nice done, that's a nice night. That was incredible. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Uh, Stuart, it was a perfect one for you to be on. So you were. It was absolutely yeah. nailed it. Yeah. I want. I wonder if that was chosen by our MC here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, congrats, Stuart. You get to contribute and i am a distillery you could email me at time f- i can do time that for a dram at gmail.com as can any of you listeners if you want to submit an i am a distillery via email or the drama phone the, the tape still works there roy right yeah the, the yeah. machine is still on I, I must admit i do enjoy the drama phone ones I, I like when we hear the voice of the people right it's just it kind of brings a bit more life to things and ian's uh, from last week and 
was it was it Matt? I can't remember a couple of weeks ago. Meno did one. Did we did we play that out? I think we did. Ooh, no, I don't remember doing a Meno one. But that means okay. we probably absolutely did do it. <laughs> that either I means being, I love maybe yeah, being the I, second week. I, I need <laughs> to second do week a better job. I do need to do a better job of tracking who, what ones we've used. Menno, if we didn't use yours, it's probably because it cut off, and you might need to send me it again because I think there is a I don't know a, a time limit on the gramophone or what. But all good. Anyway. Congrats, Stuart. By all means, well done. Well knock done. A, knock I am a distillery together. Thank you, um, thank you. To be fair, we didn't tell you about the dance that you can get to do when you <laughs> are actually the person who's won it. <laughs> yeah, usually we're a hell of a lot more enthusiastic when we win it, Stuart. I mean, you're just not trying hard enough. Well, I, I did the double fist pumps, but again, that doesn't translate into the audio platforms. <laughs> In fairness, you did have to suppress the, the emotion because you knew you had it by question five. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for suppressing the joy. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart, thanks for joining today. Uh, Rob, Roy, Julie, thank you guys as well. Thank you, Gregor. Thank you. Yeah, thanks nice for having to see us. You. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Cheers, all. Cheers. Cheers. Take care. An hour and a half. We're getting slick. And a half. Can we try to keep it for an hour? An hour. Thanks everyone for listening to the Dramface podcast. We hope you're catching all the content over at Dramface.com. A huge thanks as well to all our members for keeping us completely independent and community funded. More details over at Dramface.com. Hey!